thanks for coming to hear the court on the street. And uh, me, my hair, whack. My gear, whack. My jewelry, whack. My foot stance, whack. The way I talk, whack. The way that I don't even like to smile, whack. I am your whack host, Vince. And him, um, I think I'm going to ask him to get me a nine iron for this episode. No, a, a five iron. No. Uh, yeah, let, let's just let's go with the let's go with the three wood. We're just YOLO YOLO. Uh, he is your caddy host, Josh. And that was fun because I didn't write any of that. I didn't have time to do shit. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you really should have taken the sand wedge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three iron, three, three wood sand wedge. Same thing. With sand, well, sand wedge will help you get out of a shit situation more than a three wood. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just I'm just going for it. Um, luckily, so I found fr- a vine intro. where this dude. Yeah, well, freestyle, except I was lucky enough to find a vine where someone was just yelling about some dude being whack. So uh, that's that. Mm. Yeah. Wade D. It's fucking whack. Can't even skate transitions. Oh, how terrible. Disappointing. Uh-huh. But me? I'm tight as fuck. Okay, that's the intro done. Josh, how are you doing? I'm uh I'm I'm here. You, you know. sure are. You know, holiday season approaches. People are wonderful. You know, <laughs> um things don't get under my skin ever. <laughs> no. Why would they? Ugh. I will I will say that if my math is correct, this episode airs basically right before Christmas. So this is our Christmas episode. Ooh. Merry yeah. Christmas, happy holidays, and all everything. I've had that Merry um, Christmas Hansa Kwanzaa or whatever the, whatever the hell that Chris Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, I've had this mashup of what is it? Last Christmas, um, and break stuff. Okay, stuck in my head. Last Christmas break stuff. Is this what I'm thinking about? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to find this mashup and post it for you because it's fucking it's fucking dope as hell. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, it's awesome. It's just just to hear the and then just it's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. <laughs> that does sound good. It's one of those days. Yeah. Um. How about a fun fact? Do you have any fun facts? I sure do. Did you uh, see this is a fun fact, but I feel like you would obviously know it because Mr. Science Man, hot water will turn into ice faster than cold water. I'm not sure about this. I have heard this, but I'm not sure about it. I've heard arguments and seen demonstrations both ways. I don't know. It's listed. I know. I know. But uh, I also don't know. The fun. Maybe I'm thinking about it the opposite way. Maybe. Maybe I was, I thought that cold water boils faster, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Water's weird, man. Water is weird. I mean, most things, uh, like, condense, get more dense when they get colder, but cheeky being the, or, uh, water being the cheeky little bastard that it is, gets less dense well, and floats on itself. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Water is an interesting, interesting thing to to say the least. Yeah, water sucks. Let's ban it. No, 
We kind of need that. Need what? Water. I don't even know what that is. It's been banned already. Oh. Yep. <laughs> you don't. You don't need it. Just drink Coca Cola. Oh yeah. Like that. Uh, have you seen that video of the like ninety-seven year old woman who like she drinks three cans of Dr Pepper a day? That's and, no, I have not seen <laughs> no, that. It's hilarious. It's just a video of somebody talking to her. And they're like, so we hear you drink three cans of Dr. Pepper a day. She goes, I absolutely love this stuff. I drink three cans every day. And I've had two doctors tell me that if I continue to drink it, it's going to kill me. And they both died before I did. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the lady that you want to be taking health advice from, but not really. <laughs> it's you know. just hilarious. Like, she's like, maybe uh, there's some. She's the equivalent of Joker's. Yeah. Maybe there's some like, maybe there's some th reaction going on in her body, right? She's headed off lead poisoning in her life, that the Dr Pepper is just leaching the lead out of her body. Well, it's like it's like uh, Joe. His diet consists of cigarettes, Labatt Blue Light with lime, and bland turkey wraps yeah, the road with, soda. with lettuce and olives and no dressing, no cheese. And it's like, I, I feel like he's going to live to be like 300. I feel like we shouldn't be taking health advice from cockroaches. <laughs> no, we definitely like, shouldn't. Like literal, like literal cockroaches. I'm not calling these people cockroaches, but you, you know, okay, let's move on. This is Quirt on the Street. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biz, he called you a cockroach. <laughs> Joe Biz doesn't know how to work the internet. He's never going to listen to this. That's true. I wish. Um, what did I say? What are we called? Quirt on the street? What do yeah. we do? We take words uh, generated from the puzzle word game Quirtle. There's 28 of them. Each of us pick one. And we talk about whatever the hell we can based on that one word that each of us picks. Um, you've been here before. If you're starting at episode 34, you're weird, but welcome. Thank you. Um, okay. Is there anything else that we do before we start? Or do I just go ahead and start? No, you just start. Okay, it's been a long day. Give me a break. Um, okay. okay, I'm starting. I picked a word. My <laughs> word that I picked is cello. <laughs> We're going hard on this episode. Let's go. <laughs> Brain function is, it's, it's, is very limited. Yeah, man. Just no thoughts, just vibes this episode. Vibe. So my Totally vibing, dude. Yeah, bro. Uh, my, so this week, my word is cello. Uh, as in cello. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? It's the leaning tower of cheese. <laughs> what's mine say, um, dude? What's mine say, sweet? <laughs> no, what does mine say, dude? What does mine say, sweet? Oh, oh boy. Okay, no, my my my, my word really is cello. Um, I want to ask you, what is your favorite uh, composition by Yo-Yo Ma? That's what we're going to be talking about. No, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we're just going to be talking about scores, um, movie, TV, and video game. Um, I'm going to limit this discussion to sort of nonverbal scores, right? Because like Guardians of the Galaxy has a great sort of soundtrack, soundtrack but I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that like a score, right? So um nonverbal music in a piece of media, bonus points if it includes a cello. Uh, you're, because you're really that's, limiting that's how me this, there, brother. 
<laughs> I mean, as it's bonus points. Just think. Um, I don't even want to say symphonic because it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, sure. How about for movies? You got anything, or do you want me to go first? I think I have a. You can go first I I while I ponder handle. my choices. Okay, I'm gonna do what I do anytime we're talking about uh, media. I'm just gonna bring up my my media library and uh, fucking look through that. But my first pick is definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. It's uh, it's so good. Like he's a pirate. It's it's just it's just a, a good time that score and it i think it's i think it's cello-y the thing has got cellos in it so yeah you know how it is do you even know what i'm talking about like the the score to Pirates of the caribbean mm, maybe With, like jack sparrow the song is like oh yeah 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 it's so very good i'm trying to think because like I re- I'll remember things when I hear them, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily remember pieces of music that I mean, I certain ones, um, the like backing music to like the ripping through space and time scene in Interstellar. That one was oh yeah, that was okay. really good. I think it's Hans Zimmer like does it. I mean. You could you could guess Hotten Zimmer or Danny Elfman or John Williams, and that covers about fifty percent of movies. So yeah, yeah, and Interstellar has a phenomenal soundtrack, like scored music, musically scored soundtrack. Okay, that's one that sticks out for me. Um, that's the thing; most of the ones that are memorable for me have lyrics. <laughs> I mean, then 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 do that. I mean, you're is, opening is it- you're opening a, well. I don't know. There's just so many good ones. I mean, you have obviously like Eye of the Tiger with Rocky and like tons of different iconic songs. I think I will, I will, I will allow you to choose one with lyrics if it was an original song for the movie. Ooh. Mm. Like, like Hero for Spider Man 3. Oh, that's such a phenomenal or, song, too. That song does or not get vindicated. enough credit. Yeah. Um, vindicated for spider-man 2 i would put above that but yeah no I, I agree that song i don't know i'm coming around on nickelback nickelback is like you gotta yeah give it to them here's my thing is people can say that they just continually make the same song and everything sounds the same there's plenty of bands that do that that don't fucking have hit after hit after hit after hit making yeah. a hit song takes fucking talent like and also it, people fucking love metallica so uh-huh. what's the difference between Metallica making the same album over and over and Nickelback, you know, using the same chords and songs. Uh, oh, I think we're both missing one that's super uh, pertinent. Lose Yourself was written was that made for the for movie? Eight Mile. Okay. I don't, knew, I don't even know if I knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I will also put up the soundtrack for Birdman. Did you ever watch that movie? Mm, I don't think so. With uh with Michael Keaton. It was like it was like the beginning of Michael Keaton's renaissance. Right? But uh the soundtrack, the score to that movie is incredible. It's like it's like so much percussion. It's just some dude just wailing away on a drum set, but it's absolutely incredible. Hmm. It sounds it. I'm trying to there's a lot of them that I know are not made for specific, uh, like made for the movie, but they just like remind me of it. Like, um, 
Yeah. Danger Zone, I think it is. Or yep. or no, no. Uh yeah, is that the name of the song? Danger Zone, yeah, by Kenny Loggins. The no, I don't know. Ground control. Oh, Space Oddity? Yeah. And, and Mr. Deeds. Yeah. 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 That's that that's the name of it. Why was I thinking date no Danger Zone is Top Gun. Yeah, Danger Zone's from Top Gun. Yeah, but I'm just like picturing is, the scene in it's Mr. Really, Deeds. Top Gun, I don't know if this is a hot take, but Top Gun is like not a very good movie. I don't know why people are so crazy about it. I watched it all, from beginning to end. I know, but I watched it from beginning to end for the first time not that long ago. Nicole and I watched it and we were both like, what is with this movie? Like, if it's, you don't it's just... watch it when it happens, you lose it. And that's exactly why I feel the way I feel about Star Wars. I think I did not watch them growing up. I can appreciate why people like them, but for me, they're meh. Don't care. It's just like oh. if you're not in it when it happens, just just doesn't doesn't do it for you. I guess sure, oh. I can understand that. And mm-hmm. I'm skipping one, uh, a perfect one, a shallow for Star Is Born. Oh, okay, I will have to take your word on that one. Oh, have you ever seen that movie? No, I have not seen the movie. I don't think I've heard the song. Oh well, I would highly recommend watching the movie and listening to the song. It's, it's actually very good. Well, maybe I will. Now what? Um. What else was there? I was going to bring up something else. Oh, what about like Inception? Inception was right? good. Yep. Inception, like that. Blah, blah, uh, like blah, that is. Blah. It's the. Um, it's their wake up song slowed way, way down. It's the same song. Just the score for the movie is that song slowed way, way down. And it's incredible. And it also sort of changed the landscape of movie music like that big bassy drone became a thing after inception yeah yeah the, anything else you want to bring up in movies i mean there's lord of the rings and come on i mean there's a ton but like i don't know i know i feel like ones without lyrics are ones that you would like if i hear it i would recognize where it's from but it's not something that i think about or sticks in my brain um certain but, ones yeah, do obviously okay. but most of the time and this is why they most of them uh, most of the stuff now like most bigger commercial movies will have a lot of stuff that has lyrics because people tend to i think grasp onto those more um, sure yeah I, I just it's it's easy it's easy that that's the easy route right like it's not cheap but it's easy oh it's easier to make somebody feel something with words than it is with just notes well it's easier to make someone feel something with a song they already know yeah than otherwise even if it has words having an original song is not as marketable yeah it's not it's not as catching like you can catch people's nostalgia you could catch their emotional investment if you use a song they already know yeah oh i'm i'm also wow how did i not think of this one you got a friend in me mm, that's a good one that's definitely a it's definitely up there how about um what's the song that smash mouth did for shrek 2 oh okay hold on looking it up it's a cover though i'm a believer yeah i'm a believer it was still good, though. I mean, sure. Mm, 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 mm. Circle of Life, The Lion King. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good Disney ones. Like, Disney's really good at making. Disney, yeah, will shell out the money for a good composer. 
Yeah. I mean, you could think about it like the Bare Necessities and Jungle Book, Whole New World and Aladdin, like uh, Mohana song, Let It Go and Frozen. Yeah. Let It Go 2 from Frozen 2. Let It Go 3 from Frozen. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Two two letting two go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. Uh, this is just going to be the episode. We're just going to do this, but in different media sources. So uh, let's move to let's do TV shows next. Do you have TV shows that have some sort of musical hook to you? Um, um I, I mean, I guess it's it's the ones that have theme songs mostly. Yeah. Um, well, well, here's the thing with TV. There's a lot more time to fill, right? So a theme song that has a really good, uh, what's called a leitmotif, which is a, a, a theme that can be built on in several different situations. Yeah. Think, <laughs> it's a, this may seem like a stupid example, but it's one of the best examples is think family guy, yeah. right? Anytime, like... It seems today that theme is used. Yeah, I know, but that is used so often. Like something sad will happen and it'll be like. Yep. (laughs) It uses that in so many different ways. And that's like a a leitmotif. All I can think about for uh, TV shows is uh, uh forgetting Sarah Marshall when <laughs> when Jason Seagal is scoring the fucking <laughs> criminal yeah. criminal show thing. It's like <laughs> it looks like it looks like he won't be <laughs> just make just go with something nice and calm and somber. <laughs> pick for this is game of thrones game of thrones uh ramin jawadi had such a good score in that whole tv show it was absolutely incredible and the music was recognizable episode over episode like whenever you heard the reigns of castamere come on in that show you knew something was about to go down and uh, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. It's the it's the number one, almost maybe objectively the best music in any TV show. Um, but I will say the leftovers. Ooh, the leftovers music was good. See, I'm thinking about like not specifically music, but sounds inside of TV shows okay. that are memorable, like the the sound of in lost that the quote-unquote monster that they think is making like that random sound that they hear yeah that's memorable for me or um um in the hundred which i don't know if you've watched there's they hear Mm -hmm. this random sound and they find out it's coming from like another civilization inside this like barricade oh spoopy yeah hmm obviously there's gotta be jeopardy has a pretty memorable (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't even know when I'm thinking about it. I don't even know if I know what the Jeopardy theme music sounds like. Really? You know what I mean? Like, there's the final Jeopardy music, and I know that, but I don't know if I could tell you. No, it's like the. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I don't know if I could tell you. I don't know if I could identify the music that comes before. This is Jeopardy. (laughs) With your host, Alex Trebek. Uh, not, not anymore. Was. But... Wait, was it Alex? I thought yeah. it was Alec. Alec, one of those. Oh, I mean, they're different names. 
Um, who's hosting now? Is it Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings? Mm, I do not know. I think they switch on and off. I know it's definitely Mayim Bialik uh, sometimes, at the very least, which I'm not mad about. No. Uh, Jeopardy host. You know, I'm not even Ken ashamed. Jennings. You know, one of my what? most memorable like television intros is the Golden Girls. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> okay, sure. It's just <laughs> I could just sit, play it in my head as soon as I think about it. Or I think anybody that grew up in the same era us, obviously the in West Philadelphia, born and right. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, I know the song. I never really watched or cared for the show. Oh, I watched the absolute piss <laughs> out of the show. Hot take. Uh, show your support by enabling advertisements. Okay, back button. Yeah, enable your advertisements. Support them. I say fart noise to that. Yeah, it looks like Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik host sort of on and off. Important information. Oh, and uh, Full House. That's another good one. I keep looking at this. There's got to be like a theme that sort of plays recurringly in Dragon Ball Z, but I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um. See, see, this is like surprisingly tough for me, but I... Like I said, I, I know like songs and situations, but I think we talked about it before. Like I have an entire playlist of just songs that in my brain fit situations for like mm-hmm. first movie scores or te- television scores. And like it's just a track list of songs that fit certain scenes in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. That's an idea that I've been wanting to copy since you told me that. Um, and I just like I haven't put the time into actually doing that i I do it all all the time but i also find a ton of new music all the time and most of it's from tiktok to be honest with you Mm -hmm. oh so i i put some thought into this not that long ago i remember you saying something on on the show where uh you were like you were like you just sort of feel more about music than me or something like that um it wasn't it wasn't like a judgment call or anything it was and I don't think that's wrong, but I realize that for me, like an emotional bond gets created in music based on basically an album. Like if I connect, like a connection to a single song for me is not all that strong, but a connection to an album, if I find an album that I listen to front to back and it hits me hard like that is yeah. what gets me. No, um, I think it was more along other, the lines of like like a singular note or like the pitch yeah, of somebody's yeah. voice can just like send shivers down my whole body. Yeah. See for for me if it's if it's a particular thing, it's it's almost always like basically weird time signatures. Yeah. I think that probably um, comes from just time- like being involved in band all the time and like liking that like jazzy yeah. style of probably things but yeah something that something that throws me off uh like that'll get that'll hook me on a single song but uh or or even not even like just a weird turnaround sometimes will will hook me but yeah mostly it's that it's that uh album yeah if i can if i can put on 
if I could reliably put on a whole album and listen to it several times. Oh, you mean like Funhouse I'm, Mirrors? I'm hooked. Yeah, like Funhouse <laughs> Mirrors. You know what's exactly. crazy is uh, I found this person on TikTok. He has a song called Golden Hour, and it just like took the internet by storm. So much so that like people are performing it on The Voice as their song. <laughs> oh. It's like, man, can you imagine going from like somebody that has... Uh, uh, quite a substantially small following to having your song performed live on television. I mean, granted, it's by somebody else, but it said his name and the song title underneath the artist. Yeah, I mean, thing on the t- on I the mean, show. That's huge. Like, it's just crazy to think go from like that to that in a, such a short. I mean, it's only probably been like three months since I think he posted the original clip. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll have to look that up. What's the artist's name? Uh. I don't know if it's Juke or Jake, technically. J-V-K-E. I'm not sure how he pronounces it. The use uh, of V. Yeah, Jifk. Um, I think it would be I think it would be Juke based on like churches. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't know if he used the V as like an upside down A. You never know with, with mm, artists. I suppose that's possible. Yeah. Um okay. Um the other, the last thing that I'll mention is just uh like anime anime in general <laughs> yeah it's gonna for be some a, reason anime soundtracks are so good yeah i know uh i have an anime i have a song from an anime as my ringtone um you know cowboy bebop like the opening theme to cowboy bebop is incredible I have that on playlists i have a few songs from cowboy bebop on playlists i will say i didn't play it a lot but the kingdom Hearts soundtracks were always phenomenal okay i don't know disney yeah um and with that we'll move along well you're ahead of me we'll move along to video games oh okay (laughs) (laughs) um all right do you do you have a particular soundtrack in a video game this may i kind of expect you to have an easier time with because video games are like more interactive yeah it's easier to sort of form a bond with a um with like a particular i mean it'd be hard for me not to say new world soundtrack because it's really good yeah it's very good and i've (laughs) i've obviously been sinking a lot of time into it lately so it's just it's really well done there not only the soundtrack but their ambient sounds in the game are just phenomenal yeah the sound design in that game has been i've noticed is very good um sky hates the music really (laughs) i think it's more the the mix um he like turns the music down in the game i don't know if he turns it off completely but he at the very least turns it down because the music is too loud compared to everything else for him Mm. i think i'll ask him about it and then this will come out in a couple weeks and he'll he'll yell at me about it again <laughs> oh um, that's funny um but i wouldn't say the next is a score technically because it's there's songs like words in it but tony hawk soundtracks mm-hmm. yeah Pro skater 2 <laughs> phenomenal see those are yeah those are soundtrack that's a soundtrack uh but yeah that is incredible i mean all those songs on tony hawk pro skater one are certified bangers yeah madden 2005 uh, is the same way yeah is that the one with the lost profit song in yeah, it? yeah i believe so that dude was a fucking scumbag that's very well <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make the whole doesn't make the whole soundtrack bad 
<laughs> I know, but like, have you heard about this? The the guy from Lost Prophets, like, what a big, actual, like, huge piece of shit he is. Nope. Sort of not. It's this is not like a political statement or anything. He was like, I want to say he was like a child molester or something. Oh, yeah, that's like pretty- openly, yeah, openly <laughs> it was fucked one? up. Basically. I, hold on. I have to look this up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. because Convicted sex offender and former lead singer of the Welsh rock band's Lost Prophet, Ian yeah. Watkins. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't even don't even bother looking it up. It's it's so fucked up. Huh. Um, I saw it as um as like someone on Twitter like asked who is the most evil musician ever or something like that. Uh, this was a while ago before all the Kanye stuff. But um and Kanye is just a is just a Whack wacko. Club. Like he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't done anything legitimately evil just yet. But uh, the there was a video response to that that was like, "How is nobody talking about this guy?" And they like went over just how fucked up all the shit that Ian Watkins did, and it is, yeah, it is. I, I'm getting like a snapshot from just scrolling yeah. Google in it, yeah. Yeah, don't honestly don't even yeah. go further than that. You don't you really don't want to. No, I saw one line and that was enough for me to stop. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like, it's, oh. it's messed up. Yeah. Nope. Um. Okay. Video game soundtracks is is what I'm tasked with talking. I've tasked myself with talking about. Um. Honestly, the first thing that ever comes to mind when I think about video game soundtracks is Bastion. I didn't play uh, enough of it to have any remembrance of the music. Oh man, Bastion's soundtrack is incredible. I still have. I played this game like near when it came out. Okay, the last time I played this game was in 2016. I still have two songs from this game on my just in my Spotify library. Mm. It's so good. I mean, I think <laughs> Halo, obviously. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I love every couple of years when a video of boys singing the <laughs> Halo theme in a bathroom. Yeah, in a bathroom or like in a parking garage or something. <laughs> yeah, parking well. Or like in, anyway. a, in a giant venue and like they're just standing at the top of us like a balcony that looks over everyone just. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody just looks that up, starts uh, doing it. It's so good. Uh-huh. Indeed. Um. <laughs> I will point out specifically the latter scene in Metal Gear Solid 3. I love that song. True. Snake Eater. Is it, who the whose whose idea was it? <laughs> what a wild thing to be like, okay, I want this song to be in the game and I want the player to be controlling the character during the song, but I have to make sure the whole song plays. So um, we'll just make him climb a ladder that is the length of the entire song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that was so crazy. Like, how fucking long is this ladder? What am I climbing up the goddamn Empire State Building? Ah, <sighs> so fucking funny. Um, and then there's the Metal Gear. They they had the same guy that does that did Enemy of the State that the com- composing for that do Metal Gear Solid. Uh, just um, at full full stop metal gear salad yeah okay sounded um, like you were gonna say a number after that uh he had some pieces 
in some of like two of the earlier ones but i think he did almost all of metal gear solid 4 um let me look up his name uh harry gregson williams sure made his name in tv and as a tv and film composer before dipping his toes in the world of video games films like enemy of the state and shrek gave him suitability cinematic background before he started his work on legendary metal gear solid games with electronic effects over an orchestral bed Williams perfectly captured the espionage feel of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, there's there's sort of two um there's sort of two ways to go about a great soundtrack, right? There's either the one that sticks in your head and stays with you, or it's the one that like embodies the game so well that it fades into the background. Yeah. You know, that's what New World is for me. Yeah. Like I have to actively like turn my ears up <laughs> to listen to it sometimes. But, but you would recognize the absence. Yeah. It, it it adds to the immersion. Right. Right. Um. Let's see. What other games have really great soundtracks? There's so many. Outer Wilds has a really great, has really great music to the point that there's one particular theme that sort of plays throughout the game and i had it stuck in my head for like a month after i finished that game i think the i think skyrim has a really good score sure. as well i mean i, I wouldn't here's know. the thing i think fantasy games all have for the most part have really solid soundtracks or scores yeah because it's it's a i feel like that's a really crucial part of immersion in those games like helps people feel part of the world mm-hmm um, I will point out Cuphead. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It it f- fleshes out the world and gives gives your senses something to latch onto basically while you're running from point to point. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of those games are. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I have a better relationship with music in smaller games than in these like big epic games. Yeah. Hey. Actually, you play a lot more smaller games. That's true. <laughs> um, like Celeste. Celeste has an incredible soundtrack. People fucking love this soundtrack. It goes so hard, too. Um, the composer is L- Lena Rain, I believe. I think she's made music for a bunch of other games now, but she like broke out with Celeste. And it's a electronic soundtrack but like i said it just goes so hard it's incredible i would if you're not going to actually play celeste i would actually just recommend trying to listen to the soundtrack because some of the songs are phenomenal I, you know what i will listen to it tomorrow at work oh get, speaking get, of listening get to shit stuff done. Did, did you do your uh spotify wrapped i did i was kind of mad about it take a guess <laughs> at, the, at the number of minutes I listened to this year. Um, can I look at mine? Yes. First? Sure. Okay. Oh wait, does will it will it show me my actual wrapped on on the app? Yeah. I have to no, I have to do it on the mobile app. Once you do uh, it, I'll okay, text let's... you uh I'll send you a text of it so I can get your reaction. Okay. Uh let's see how to find it. No. Nope, nope, nope. I want to see my wrapped. Show me my wrapped. Which slide does it show you the minutes on? Um, like third, maybe? Okay. I don't know if I can get back to it. I've looked, I looked at it so long ago. Uh, it was all the way at the bottom of the home screen for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, you got to make sure that that's turned down. Yeah. Okay, I uh, an educated guess. How many minutes you listened to? Huh? Yeah. So how many did you listen to? Not telling you. Not telling me. Okay. We're guessing each other's. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll okay. guess each other's. I'm gonna guess that you listened to twenty eight thousand. Twenty eight thousand. You say? Yeah. Okay. And I am going. Hmm. So this is tricky for me because uh-huh. I don't think you use Spotify for podcasts, correct? Correct. Okay. I'm going to say 6,500 for you. Okay. And now okay. I will send you. We'll uh, go ahead and exchange uh, some pictures. Boom. Hot damn. <laughs> what, do you just keep it on all the time? I listen to it at work. I listen to it at yeah, work, okay. and I listen to it when I'm at, when I'm playing video games a lot of the time. So like, mm-hmm. I'm listening for minimum of eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. So hold on, let's do this math. Say say it out loud. So, uh, my minutes listened in 2022 were 132,634 minutes. Yes, that is six hours a day. Yeah, almost exactly six hours a day. For you. Yep. Who <laughs> fun. Too fun, Josh. <laughs> yep. I'm always listening to music. I got I got close, right? I was only a uh, hundred and four thousand off. Uh, yeah, hundred and four thousand I mean, off. To be fair, I was substantially off for you. I didn't expect yours to be that high. Because you guessed <laughs> well, here's the thing. I didn't expect yours to be that high because you guessed mine to be so low yeah so like in my brain i was like well if he thinks i only listen if i listen to that much his has got to be way lower than that (laughs) i mean because i know you consume a lot of podcasts so i'm assuming that takes up a lot of your like audiobooks and podcasts so i was like well yeah but that's not on audible no it's not on spotify or spotify that's what i'm saying so i was taking that out of the equation i was like well that's going to be substantially less than i mean i listen to a lot just sort of around the house um yeah. but like not not like that much you know and uh, i listen like in the car so maybe like well i mean what does mine work out to nine nineteen thousand uh let's see uh divided by 365 okay it's less than an hour a day yeah it's like 52 minutes a day is what you, i listen to that's that's about right like 71 percent you're you let that's more than 71 percent of more than listeners and mine's more than 99 yeah. percent <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm in the 71st percentile, which is respectable. Like, yeah. I listen to more music than most people, a lot, a lot more than most people. This couldn't have been more, I sent you this slide too, but this couldn't have been more accurate for me. The adventurer, you're a seeker of sound. You venture out into unknown, searching for fresh artists, deeper cuts, new yeah. tracks, especially gems not yet found. <laughs> like, yeah, what, that, um... that's accurate. Okay, how accurate is your most listened to song? Uh, very accurate. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, mine is mine's so fucked up. My most listened to song, according to Spotify, is your, "My Own Worst Enemy" by Lit. Really? Yeah, and there's no fucking way. No, that that song that is top of mine, uh, called "Fuck Flowers," is mm-hmm. uh on my "A Walk Through Life" playlist. That m- movie soundtrack playlist and then a lot of the other ones are either on that one or i have one that's just called vibes that i just put like new fresh songs that i vibe to in i i make a new one of those like every year 
Yeah. It's like I have my tried and true playlist, and then I, I make a new one that's just like, okay, I need fresh music. How many does this tell? Do you have the slide that tells you how many songs you played? Yeah. I played uh, 2,074 songs. I played uh, 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 6,640. Okay. I listened to 1,088 artists this year. Uh, let me see. What slide is that on? Damn it. Um, my phone, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is it under the top artists thing? Um, it's actually before my top artist slide. Okay. I listened to 2,545, so not too many more yeah, than okay. you. No. Then my number yeah. one artist is uh, Andrew Janakos. He's a country singer. Yeah. I, I listened to 5,993 minutes. Damn. Top uh, 0.001%. Second second to last slide, what is your, uh, like, personality thing? I feel like this is going to be good. How do you keep doing that? Because every time I go into it, it keeps unmuting itself. Turn your volume down. No. (laughs) (laughs) Second to last slide, you said? Yeah. Why can't I go back now? What am I looking for? Um, Your, like, personality. Oh, that's what I did. Yeah, I'd read that one before. The Adventurer. A seeker of sound. You venture out into the unknown, searching for fresh artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems not unfound. Exploration, newness, variety, uniqueness. Mm. Okay, let's see. I got the Time Traveler. Exploration, timelessness, variety, uniqueness. Pretty. This is this pretty similar. This is just becoming this is just becoming a fucking Enneagram podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey you know gotta do what you gotta do yep 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 okay um my loose end is spotify wrapped um, <laughs> i like it so i, I think like that's it. gonna wrap it up for me <laughs> my most played song huh? was that my that for my most played song was the the one that i said it's 375 times damn um what was it last year? My wrapped, um, my most played artist was Peach Pit, mm. and I was in the top point oh top point two percent or something. Yeah, hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I I listen to I have a desire like randomly all the time to listen to Black Licorice. I'll just be like, you know what? It's... I really want to hear that song. That but that's because it fits <laughs> yeah. into that a walk through life playlist. Yeah, it's it's such a vibe. Mm-hmm. So there's my my uh, wrap up one. Um, oh. Top artist, okay. Hell yeah! You know how happy it makes me to see Marlon Craft <laughs> on your top artist. This is really. I listened to that album quite a bit. To go from like not knowing at all to like in your top artist is yep. just so good. Yep. And then yeah, earlier in the year I sort of rediscovered My Chemical Romance, and I was like jamming i was like yeah i i I go through like phases i listen to a lot of music and then i don't listen to music because i I get tired of it i'll listen to more books or podcasts or whatever and then i'll go back to music and this year i went back and i started listening to all the stuff that i listened to like back in high school and college and i was like holy shit this music fucking slaps yep oh it does too and and my chemical romance fucking slaps i love um the album with helena and stuff on i listen to that quite frequently three, yeah three cheers for sweet, sweet revenge. revenge and then even the 
the EP before that that has uh what is the Art of Dying I think was one of the songs. Or, I don't even know. That uh, one. Let me see here. Oh, I want to know. Really, it's that. really it's just. Uh, I mean, it's, it's their two albums. I'll listen to Danger Days every so often, but really, it's Welcome to the Black Parade and Three Cheers for yeah. Sweet Revenge. I didn't care for Welcome to the Black Parade as much as everyone else. I would recommend giving it another chance. Give it a listen all the way through because I thought that too until I actually went and listened to the whole thing. And it's it's like a masterpiece of a whole album. And it, I think it gives you a better appreciation for each individual song also. Um, but, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to force you to like it. No, so, I, mean, I couldn't anyway. <laughs> I, I oh, no. will when I can. I brought I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love. This is the name of it. It came out in 2002. And the song was mm-hmm. Dr- Drowning Lessons was the one I was thinking of. Like that, that specific song in there. Oh. Yeah. What a great fucking great band. Oh, you know, I started listening to Hawthorne Heights again recently. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I oh. put I put um Ohio Ohio's for Lovers on my play oh, on my like songs. Such- it's impossible not to scream that song. I know. It's so good. And then, oh, what's the name of the song? Oh, hold on. My brain's got a thing. I'm literally playing it in my head, but I can't think of the name of it. My ass falling. Scream. <laughs> you hear me typing? I mean, Anthem yeah. of Our Dying Day, my story of the year. Oh, yeah. Fuck, that album is so good. I gotta go listen to that album. slaps, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. That story of the year does not get enough love. No, they do not. Not even close. Well, what is Take the Ride? Let me see. Actually, I have a... They just released an LP that has has art reminiscent of Page Avenue. And I'm wondering what this is going to be. The heart of Polka is still beating. Why is this on Story of the Year's page? <laughs> you know who else doesn't get enough love? The Cartel. It's just Cartel, isn't it? Yeah. Amber Pacific, The Starting Line, Matchbook Romance. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. Matchbook Romance. Census Fail, you can never. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm just looking through my. I have an old, a playlist called Old Men in Skinny Jeans. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just all my old high school songs. I, um,. I listened, I, I uh, added this playlist to my library, Songs You Once Had as Your MySpace Song. Oh, yeah. You know what? And it's it, This is a good one. You know what goes overlooked? And I never think to myself, but it's one of my top albums of all time, is mm-hmm. My Dinosaur Life by Most City Soundtrack. I absolutely yeah. fucking love that album so much we listened we listened to the hell out of that album and i i try to go back to it every so often and i don't like the album as a whole there's still good songs on there but they get kind of old to me motion city soundtrack just in general sort of wears out their welcome really quick i to could me. listen to worker b and delirium over and over yeah, and delirium over again. is good history lessons really good too yeah hysteria yeah oh what a good what a great album oh man now are we just old men in skinny jeans <laughs> we are Fuck, jimmy world oh and this one I think we mentioned before, but almost here by the Academy is mm-hmm. uh, such a great album. You know what's a great album? The um, "Don't You Fake It" by the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yeah, 
Yep. I feel like this is one of those albums where anytime I hear a song from it, I'm like, oh man, I that song's awesome. I and I know it. And how do I know it? <laughs> but it's just a great so- album. Yep. Oh man. Well, I guess we'll we'll make our way into my word or else we'll be here we should, re- reminiscing for the yeah, rest of the night. We should probably before someone brings up Blink 182 mm. or Yellow Card. Oh. <laughs> don't do it to me i'm I'm gonna stop talking and just put music on and we're gonna sit here in silence yeah yeah okay all right the rest of this episode is just going to be us listening to americana by the offspring <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna listen to us make audible noises to our reactions of hearing old songs once Wait again awake i don't give a shit if they even have a like i'm in a morning <laughs> Oh, man, to be in high school again. Yeah. I will say, like, because we're old, we really don't give. Modern music is still good. I I can't remember what the I can never remember what the name of the band is called. But I listened to like a modern pop pop punk album, and it was really good. Oh, there's a ton of great ones. And then I wiped it from my head. Um. Bands you should listen to: State Champs, Loveless, Magnolia. I tried State Champs, didn't Mag- care for it. Magnolia Park. Okay. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Shit, what was this? What was this band? I remember the album art, but I can't remember the band. You should start on your topic, Josh. Yeah, about that. my topic for today is water (laughs) outfitting with the way we started the episode water yep um made me think about people's fears i just had a conversation with somebody the other day like how obviously like i've what's i've swam in the ocean and stuff but like thinking about the fact that we don't know (laughs) what's at the bottom of the ocean is fucking freaky like yeah like there's parts that we of our own planet that we've never seen. Sure. Like I mean, even for that matter, like we really don't know what's at the center. I mean, like not truthfully. I mean, sure. I guess. Like, um, if if volcanoes are Earth's pimples, like what come what the the pus that comes out of them is is like coming out of the center of the Earth. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But that doesn't mean that that's all that's there. I'm saying that there's like possibility. Ooh, you, you know talking about I mean? mole, mole men? Yeah, mole men or like complete like earth core city. Like it, like there's there's possibility. Like we know just as so much about what's at the bottom of the ocean as we do about like certain things in space. It seems like it's just nuts to think about that. Yeah. But we get into like, yeah, people's fears and like people, some different things that people are, are, are scared of. Um. I don't know if we talked about this or not. I feel like we did. Like, I never really had a fear of heights, but recently I'm, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them, but like, they make me uneasy, whereas they never did before. But like, now I'm like, I think it's just with getting old and like valuing my life more than I did when I was younger. Sure. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't want to be anywhere near the edge of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me on I, the ground. I, um, who was it? I think it was some comedian who was describing his fear of heights. And he was like, it's not that I'm afraid of falling. It's that I'm afraid of jumping. 
he's like, I'm afraid that whatever keeps my self-preservation active is just going to turn off. And I'm going to go, I wonder what happens if I do this. <laughs> YOLO. Yeah. Yeah. And just jump off. Yeah. Let, he's afraid of letting the intrusive thoughts win. You know what it is? I think it's like, I think about things more now. Like even with like the ocean stuff that never crossed my mind before. And like, Oh yeah. I willy nilly like went in swimming the ocean and actually, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but I went, when I went to California for work, we went to Venice beach and there's like eight of us. We're all from East coast, like grew up not super close to the water or whatever. We're out on the beach we're out in the ocean. We're like having a good time. I don't know. We're probably like, probably like 10 feet to the bottom where we're out to. And there's, we look around and we're like, nobody near us like, why is nobody oh, yeah. near us <laughs> and then like a few minutes later we see the helicopters go go by and the like the sirens go off and they're like shark sighting like we find out like they sighted a shark like two, two miles away oh, from there and it's like the number one spotting area for great white sharks on that coast and it's like yeah we just don't even think about it but like people that live there don't go out that far because like i mean you're just asking for something bad to happen and it's like you don't think that 10 feet of water is a lot but like that's enough yeah <laughs> there's I mean, like a hundred yards you can drown in like six inches of water so yeah yeah i don't so much mean with the drowning it's more like all different kinds of sharks <laughs> can just like be right. there and you would never know but i mean to like uh, eh, i don't i don't think i have a better way of of saying it yeah like I, I didn't think of, we didn't even think about it then, but now like the thought of like I'm like why the fuck would I ever go in the ocean? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like I have no desire to ever set foot in the ocean again. Like I, I yeah, I'll walk my feet across in the water at the edge, but like to just like go out and hang out in the ocean. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll if I yeah, I'll just hang out in yeah. the bathtub if I really want to get wet. <laughs> like yeah, I think I think that's about right. The like the like big bathtub. Yeah, like we I'm have, cool with that. We have pools that don't have sharks in them. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that people, you know, build pools in their yard when they live on the ocean. Yeah. It reminds me of I, we might have talked about this in, a, in like one of the earlier episodes, but we also I went to Florida for work um, and we stayed at like in the sound of Florida, like in between Florida and Miami. Okay. And the house that we rented was literally walk out the back and you're like the water is literally in between you and Miami. Like, so you, you are, my boss has brought their fishing rods and we're fishing out the back, you know, the back of the uh, house. My boss catches something and reels it in and it's a baby hammerhead shark. This thing is like maybe, I don't know, maybe eight, 18 inches long. Like, you know, not super big, but like he, he tries to like put his foot down on it to get the, to like control it while to take the hook out of its mouth okay and, and he like gets it off and as he gets the hook out this thing starts just flailing and he like goes to pick it up to throw it and it nah. like reaches back to bite him and he like drops it and the thing lands like on the edge of the saltwater pool and he grabs it just in the, just before it falls in by the tail and just whips it out into the water and i'm like what would you, what would we have done if we were like uh i mean they're not going into the pool to get it <laughs> like it's a saltwater pool. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, be like, uh, sorry, uh, uh, you know, Airbnb people, but there's a shark in your pool. Uh, can we have a <laughs> refund? Because <laughs> like it was here when we got here. I swear. 
<laughs> oh man. I'm like, this that no could have been so bad. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. So yeah, sharks. Yeah, don't really fuck with them. Don't don't uh, sharks, big octopuses. Anything I like, can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, dog. Like I, I'm confident in some land and land, you know, creatures that I could, you know, I'm not afraid of them. I could fuck them up if I needed to certain ones. Some are just, you know, no, still no match, but like in the water. Nah, I ain't. <laughs> no, concede no. defeat. I could be, I could be bested by a goldfish if they tried hard enough in that shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, a big, a big goldfish. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that 67 pounder that the dude in France caught could yep. probably fuck yep, you yep, up. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, are there any things that scare you or make you uneasy? Like things that you either didn't uh, used to or do now? I don't know. I'm pretty neutral when it comes to like fears. I will say that like experiencing scale, I guess, is, uh, you know what it is? Actually, I think I know the name for it. It's megalophobia. Okay. Um, like the, the, the feeling of realizing how small you are. Yep. A type of anxiety disorder in which a person experiences intense fear of large objects. Yeah, I guess I guess it's that. I mean, but... I guess that it's basically the same thing as like yeah. the size of things in relative, like your size relative to the size of things. Right. So I guess that's it for me, but I'm not even exactly afraid. Like, it's not a phobia for me. I just, I've been, I think that's why I've been listening to a lot of like horror stuff lately and a lot of it is like cosmic horror stuff because it gives me that sort of sense like it's interesting to me thinking how small like i am or even humans are in the grand scheme of things yeah um it gives me a sense of the philosophical term for it is optimistic nihilism um, the idea that you don't really matter and that's not a bad thing uh, has been sort of giving me a little bit of <laughs> ease completely. <Comfort. laughs> yeah. Ah, gotcha. So, so yeah, it's like, like that, that sort of stuff I think is what I, um, what I relate to most when it comes to a fear, but I don't know if I'm actually afraid, you know? No, I mean, it's the same thing. Like for, I feel like that I'm kind of the same way with heights that like, I'm not actually afraid. Like it's not going to stop me from doing it. Like I don't freeze up. Mm-hmm. Like it's just something like my brain thinks about it now. Like I never thought about these things before. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I think about them and doesn't like make me freeze. I'm not like not going to be able to do something because it's high up, but my awareness is like <laughs> on another level now like self-preservation yeah. as you get older i feel like just heightens do um do you know the what the phenomenon uh, call the vo- call of the void is Mm-mm. um it's it's this i guess in like kids terms in like kids these days terms it's uh <laughs> it's the intrusive thoughts um yeah. but it's it's a sort of psychological phenomenon that's well documented um if you ever are drive, it's that scene in fight club where they're driving right tyler's driving and the narrator is in the passenger seat technically he's driving spoilers for fight club but he lets go of the wheel and 
you know, veers into the lane and then veers off the road and just lets it happen. Mm -hmm. That idea is the call of the void. What if I just veered into the other lane? It's, it's what that comedian was talking about. What if I just jump off the ledge? Yeah. And it's this psychological phenomenon that people, that psychologists believe is a way for our brains to prepare us for, you know, high intensity situations like that. Yeah. Uh, considering the hypothetical of what do I do if I jump off a building prepares us for if we ever fall off of a large height, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. Like, think it, while you're driving, thinking about what if I just veer into the other lane prepares you sort of psychologically for what happens if you ever see a car coming at you head on. It's not that you want to do it, and practically nobody who experiences this acts on it. It's not a suicidal thing. Yeah, it's like it's suicidal just, ideation without intent to do it. Yeah, kind of. I, I don't even know if it would be considered suicidal ideation because it's not exactly like, I want this to happen. Yeah. It was like, what if I did something so dumb? <laughs> What you if know I was that a it's a bad idea, fuck. and you're like, "What if?" Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotcha. Know. It was uh it's an interesting topic to me, and that sort of uh gets to me too. That you know, yeah, I would say the, the oh, go ahead. It's the loss of control. I think. See that it, what, that gets me a ton. So like, yeah, I've had to kind of mentally block myself from thinking about death. Not because mm. the thought of death scares me, but thinking about death too much, like, sends my brain into overdrive. Like, my brain realizes that it can't come up with an answer. Mm. Like, the unknown makes my brain go fucking haywire. Sure. Like, yeah. every, everything else I can, even if I can't, I'm not capable of doing something, I can look up an answer to something and be like, oh, well, I'm actually not capable to do that, but I know what something is. And it's like, nobody knows the answer to that. And that just fucks with me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something. I mean, um, I think having that sort of primes you for like, um, what the, what the, oh my God, my brain really is just Mush. going down the drain right now. <laughs> um, philosophy. Jesus. Yeah. Um, it, it I think what you're experiencing is like priming you for philosophical debates. And I, I heard someone recently like make the argument that philosophy should still be taught in schools, like secondary school, high school, right? Mm -hmm. Because the way that we sort of exist in the world these days, these things come up and nobody ever talks about them. And then we have no way of framing our thoughts around these things. Yeah. Unless you specifically go out and seek philosophy, you're never really going to understand um, how other people think about things. And that makes people feel ostracized yeah. in their own mind. Because they think other people don't think this way, and it's like a it's like a major problem in in today's society See, where to like, we're most it, more connected and more separate from everybody else. It hasn't been bad lately, but sometimes I'll be like, I have to put that thought into like Pandora's box because mm. if not, like it'll keep me up. Like I'll have like two or three days where like I don't get any sleep almost. Because my mm. every time I try to go to sleep, that's immediately the thought that comes into my brain, and my brain just starts 
just fucking throwing out every possible scenario and like what could happen how do it's like it's like internally my brain is trying to figure out if there's a way for me to solve the problem and every time it gets to the end of the you know uh, computation and there's no answer it just fucking resets the loop because it can't deal with the fact that there's no answer yeah yeah so i've had to like train myself to be like all right, you got to put this shit to the fucking back of your mind and just <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, there's There are certain topics that I get stuck on like that. I was, I was listening to people. I was listening to this interview with basically a modern day Franciscan monk. Uh, they still exist, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he was talking about the idea of what, is god Mm -hmm. and i got stuck on that for like months because it had never occurred to me to consider the existence of god as a word or a concept in different ways than the sort of locked down way that i was raised with which is yeah a a guy who controls our lives Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah um so like that's a topic that i get stuck on a lot but you know it in at the at the end of the day i think i take solace in the fact that nobody really knows um rather than rather than be upset or perturbed by it i just it sort of makes me feel a little better that nobody knows everybody's out here but then it upsets me that everybody's out here like talking about how they know beyond a shadow of a doubt yeah for me it's like so I don't know. It's like a uncontrollable self-preservation that causes it. Sure. <laughs> like my brain, yeah. my brain is just not happy with the fact that it knows at some point it's not going to be alive anymore. It's just a weird fucking thought to have. <laughs> I mean, you were you were not alive before. I know. And that was fine for you, right? But well, I don't know because I don't know what it was like before. If you don't know, then you won't know in the future. If if you were not in existence and now you are in existence then you'll just go back to being not in existence and if your if your self was fine not being in existence before then it'll be fine not being in existence afterwards yeah (laughs) i have sort of inadvertently consumed um a not insignificant amount of philosophy in the past few years (laughs) Um, but that's the sort of stuff that philosophy sort of gives you a framework to start thinking about you know people people like to joke about sort of the the trite oh my god i sound like a philosophy major the the trite distillations of (laughs) philosophy um the oversimplifications of philosophy right like people think how stupid is it that someone could think you know to think is to be like you are even if you're not thinking like you still exist but like that's not it's not necessarily a given yeah and you have to under the the study of philosophy from the way that people have been thinking about themselves for thousands of years is the study of people for these thousands of years Mm -hmm. um and it's just nothing is set i think that's what i i come down to like control 
is a big thing for me. Like I hate traffic because I'm out of control of it. You know what I mean? And when I feel out of control, that gives me, that's probably like in a real sense, what I'm most afraid of is a, any loss of control. Of yes. Um, but also like, does it really, at the end of the day, does it really matter? Like if you're out of control, you can't control the outcome. So, right, and we and we can't control the outcome on practically anything. No. So I that's something that I'm coming to terms with. It's sort of it's the reason why I have sort of actively stopped road raging in general. Yeah. Because what is it? I'm not in control of it, and if I'm getting mad about it, nothing is changing, and I'm just gonna keep getting mad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, something that you said sort of changed my way of thinking about that. You said this years and years and years ago, and it stuck with me ever since. And I finally put it into my brain in a way that I that it's useful. You told me, or I was driving, and I was like, "Why does this shit always happen to me?" I don't even remember what it was. And you were like, "It happens to you because you notice it." Yep, and it's like. That's it. Mm-hmm. What you're upset about is what you find. Yeah. If you don't let it, if you don't let things bother you, they won't bother you. Yeah. And that's how I've actively been sort of behaving in a car or a vehicle for these past, I don't know, I've been working on it for like a couple of years. The only thing that really still bothers me is people just like actually it's two things people not using their directional and people um not knowing how stop signs work Mm -hmm. but i think those are more it's more that i'm upset at people for just like actively being unsafe uh than i am like yeah like yeah when i have to either speed up or slow down because the people merging don't know how to merge yep I'm just like, man, like you're going to cause an accident one day. Yep. Like, yep. And, and like, they don't understand and they'll be like, well, you should be moving over. Be like, well, my exit is the next one. If I move over, you fill the lane. I can't get off my exit. You're supposed to merge yeah. with the traffic. What do you, if you, yes, you should merge over, but in a real sense, the way that the way the exits are set up in Utica, sometimes you would move over, let them in. They would speed up. You would have to speed up, cut them off, and get off the exit. Exactly, and that's so, a, and it's at the same spot every time. It's getting on. Can I guess? Can I guess where it is? It's is it the Campion Road exit on eight forty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, when people get on to it, it's it's where it turns into eight, right? Uh, where like it's that transition from eight forty to Route Eight. And there's that on ramp, and then there's the exit ramp to to Campion Road. No, so I'm okay. Where I'm thinking is <laughs> it is Dang. close. It's very close. It's coming from Campion Road onto Twelve. All right, and then the next exit is to get on to Eight Forty. Yeah. Okay. It's right there. So yeah. I need to get to that next exit to get off onto Eight Forty, mm-hmm. and they are trying to get on, and it's like yeah. I can't get over because then I can't get back into the lane immediately after. Yeah, you would have if you let them in, then you have to cut them off. So So it's like so I end up like slowing down most of the time or speeding up whichever one I can do 
let them in. And then sometimes like the other day was the first time it really got to me because I had, I almost came to a complete stop on the highway because they are slow and going so slow, but not stopping that they are literally going to run into me and the guardrail at the same time. (sighs) And I'm just like, I I don't, I didn't know what to say. I'm just like, uh, uh, yeah. What is, what does this person think is going to happen? Like, like I just I just can't with some people. Yeah. This is this is the sort of thing that I've I've come to the the conclusion that I've I think I've said this on the pod before, but defensive driving is misbranded. Mm-hmm. It's not defensive driving as in like going slow and taking your time. It is predictable driving, should be yeah. what it's called. Because you everybody else should know exactly what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. that's the most important thing go like yes if you get into an accident going fast you're gonna get more hurt but you're going to get less into less accidents even if you're going fast if everybody else knows what you're about to do and if you don't get into any accidents then you're infinitely more safe than going slow true you know what it's, you know what other one gets me too and this one this one might just be a pet peeve for me but okay say you're at a at an intersection, right? And you are across the intersection. Um, it's a four lane, four lane road. Okay. With it, with, well, I'm trying to think the best way to explain this. Okay. Do you know where Cliffs, <laughs> Cliffs is on commercial drive? Um, um, no. Okay. Um, well, let's just put it this way. So there's a, an intersection, right? And there's two turning lanes and one straight lane on one side of the road. And then on the opposite side, it's the same two turning lanes to, for them to turn left and a straight lane right and when the people in the turning lanes don't have their turn signal on just because they're in the turns turning lane just gets me yeah because yep. they're like well I'm, t- I'm in the turning lane i'm gonna turn oh i'm like yes but the person that's going straight doesn't know that you that you're when the, without a shadow of doubt that you are definitely turning yeah you can't see the markings on the road from across the intersection yeah, and it's necessarily. like just put your turn signal on so that the person across from you mm-hmm. knows so you don't end up with people holding up traffic because they're unsure of what you're going to do because yep. you're not just signaling in advance to let them know hey i'm definitely turning like that is my intent yeah i'm that- sure that i've said this before not using your turn signal is the ultimate form of laziness in today's society yeah. Everybody wants to complain about people don't want to work anymore. The people who don't use their turn signals are the laziest motherfuckers on this entire planet. Yep. Because it takes agree. no effort. It takes... It, okay, oh, your hand's it takes, already there. It takes some effort. It takes the amount of effort of moving your fingers. Yeah. It takes the same <laughs> amount of effort as picking your nose. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Oh. So yeah, not that 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 gets me to not using your turn signal. And in a situation like that, like yes, you are in a turn lane. Technically, you shouldn't have to use it, but you play like you practice. Mm-hmm. And if you if you find reasons to not use your turn signal, sometimes then you're not going to use it. Other times when you do need to. Yeah, I'm sure I've said that before too. This is deja vu. Welcome to but, welcome to rant. Yeah. Welcome to the rant podcast. <laughs> yes. If you listen to this, if you listen to this and you regularly don't use your turn signal, I have lost respect for you. Yeah. I dislike you. Yeah. I don't wish anything bad upon you, but mm-hmm. I hope you step on a Lego every day for the rest of your life. I hope 
you lose <laughs> one battery from every remote in your house every week. Oh, you drop your remote every week and a battery just disappears? Just one battery from the Ooh. remote, yeah. Ooh. I hope everyone I hope one sock for every pair of socks you have has a hole perfectly in the position where one of your toes goes through it throughout the middle of the day. Mm. <laughs> Cuz that's just fucking annoying. So okay, so back on, mm. <laughs> back to top. What other what other low stakes curses can we put on people? <laughs> 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 I hope you have a stuffy nose on one side of your nose all year long. I hope <laughs> I hope that you never plug in a USB correctly on this on the first or second try. I hope every fart you let out makes you think it might have been a shit. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be torture. Just imagine that you're just like, uh. yeah. Yeah. Every uh, time you fart, you gotta go to the bathroom to check and see if there's a wet mark. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the inconvenience that would cause. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a bad one. Yep. I hope I hope that you always have to sneeze, but never can. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> that hurts. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a rough one. I don't know if I would actually uh, wish that on anybody, for real. Oof. Oh, that's that's <sighs> difficult. Okay, we should uh, move on. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, my next, uh, my final little segment I have for mine. Uh, I thought it would be fun to just go over some like funny phobias or weird phobias. Okay. Um. So this one I thought was pretty good and fitting for today's day and age. Nomophobia is the fear of being without your mobile phone. Okay, sure. Uh, Nicole would say I have this, but I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce this one. A ratchet butt rophobia. R-A-R-A-C-H-I-B-U-T-Y-R-O-phobia. Oh my God. Yeah. That was too quick. A ratchet butt Rophobia. Anyway, it's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Arachabutyrophobia? Arachabutyrophobia. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I that's, think that's how I would say it. Huh. Okay. Arrhythmophobia, obviously. Why, fear numbers. Why is, this a, why is this a fear, though? I don't know. It's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. While the phenomenon has happened to everyone at one point or another, people with this phobia are extremely afraid of it. The severity of it varies from person to person. Some with this condition may be able to eat small amounts of peanut butter, but others will completely avoid eating it with fear of this happening. Sure. Uh, it, it tends to, is a rare phobia that can stem from a greater phobia of sticking sticky things or fear of choking. Uh, it could stem from traumatic events with peanut butter or choking or allergic reactions. Hmm. Arrakis is Latin for peanut. Uh, butiro, butiro is Latin for butter. So it's literally the fear of peanut butter. <laughs> Arithmophobia, fear of numbers. I guess it's butire, butire is how it's pronounced in Latin. So Arrakis butyrophobia. Is <laughs> it tires? Yeah. <laughs> Plutophobia, fear of money. Many people probably wish they had more money, but people with this fear... Or for this phobia, fear money and wealth. People with this may fear wealthy people, 
I fear becoming wealthy themselves generally have dread mm. towards money or, or dealing with it. Sure, sure. I get this. I get this one. Xanthophobia, the fear of the color yellow. That's rude. <laughs> People with this rare phobia are usually also afraid of any object that's yellow, such as school buses or flowers. School buses are orange, aren't they? Uh, they're like it's technically it's technically rod. orange. It's like a golden rod, uh, I would say. School bus. Uh, it's definitely school color. bus yellow. Definitely school bus yellow. It's like a, a okay. golden rod more color, I would say. A blutophobia, the fear of bathing. <laughs> fear of bathing, washing, or cleaning oneself. Okay. So it's a, a Magic the Gathering convention. <laughs> yeah. And then this one I thought was just weird. It's just so specific. Octophobia, the fear of the number eight. Okay, sure. Wait until they learn about hashtags. Yeah, right. Uh, be- uh that's because the the hashtag or the pound sign. It's it's called an octothorpe because it's got eight intersections or mm-hmm. eight segments, something like that. I don't know, eight somethings. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm. There's no way I'm pronouncing this, so I'm just gonna send it to you. Okay, I'll I'll try. And it's gonna be funny. I'll, I'll do me best. Where's it coming through? In the live recording chat. In the live recording chat. Oh, uh, hippopotamonster sesquidelophobia. Hippopotamonster sesquidelophobia. I knew, I uh, I did hear about this one. Fear of long words. Yeah. It's like they're just fucking with them. <laughs> they can't even say what they're afraid of because it's what they're yeah. afraid of. I, I have hippopotamonster sesquidelophobia. <laughs> they start to say it, they just scream. Yep. <sighs> Uh, um, hold on. I have to find a uh, clip now. Uh, keep going. Ergophobia. I have that one. Fear of work. <laughs> Everybody does, doesn't they? Yeah. All right. This one's good. Phobiophobia. Okay. The fear of phobias. <laughs> the fear of phobias. All right. This is going in the uh, episode channel. Okay. Which I realize now that I named channel thirty four instead of episode thirty four. Okay. Uh, but this is what this is what the uh, hippopotamonster sesquidophilia phobia. Oh, that's where you saw it. Me of. about it. Nice. No, no, no. It's not where I heard about it. It 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 Just reminds, reminds me of, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go ahead and watch that. It's like six seconds. It's from uh, Astiff movie. I'm rainy. <laughs> Doctor, I'm afraid yeah. of backstories. When did this all start? Ah! When did this? I'm afraid of backstories. When did this start? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's exactly it's exactly the fear of long words. Yeah, being a long word. Yep. That's good. Well, I think that's everything on my list that I had had written down that I thought were funny or uh, intriguing. Yeah. But yeah, phobias and being afraid of stuff is it's not fun, but can be funny. It's, it's weird how things yeah. change as you get older, too. Like Things that you never thought about before can make you feel a different way. Yep, yep, yep. It's always the... It's not, people always have the fear of getting older, too. Yeah, I don't just really have fun. that. I don't have that fear of getting older. It's just like... I know. The, just the amount of experiences and stuff and how that becomes, like, part of you and the knowledge that, like, feels like you... I can feel the wisdom growing. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's just like, damn. 
when they say, you know, those old wise people, it's like, well, there's a reason. Like, you had a lot of time to sit with yourself and stew and think things through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, as a kid, you think you're invincible. And then you uh-huh. get older and you realize that you're not invincible. And that makes you think about things more. And the more you think about things, the more you're afraid of things. And it sucks and stupid. And everybody trying to make you afraid of everything. And everybody's afraid of everything. <laughs> they're duck, they're duck, they're duck or gerbs. Yep. Yeah. Man. Everybody's everybody's afraid of everything. Well, I do <laughs> not have a loose end this week. So, but that... Cool. We're just going to cut to uh, the outro. Okay. Take care. Thank you and congratulations for making it to the end of this episode of Quirt on the Street. We have been your hosts, Vince and Josh. You can find us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter at Quirt on the Street, Q-U-O-R-D on the S-T. If you're listening to us on YouTube uh, slash Quirt on the Street, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment. And wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can leave a review, please leave us a review. If you tell us what we can do worse, I promise I will read it on the podcast unless it's just too mean. If you have any need to contact us in a longer format, you can email us at quirtonthestreet at gmail.com or you can visit us on our website, quirtonthestreet.xyz. Feel free to leave us a voice message on there. If you want to reach out to us individually, you can get a hold of us at our personal Twitters. Mine is at I'm Scuzzy, I-M-S-K-U-Z-Z-E-Y. And I am at V underscore C, spell out the underscore. Uh, we would finally like to acknowledge the people that made this podcast happen. Uh, Josh Wardle, who is the original creator of Wordle. And Freddie Meyer, the creator of Quartle, who you can find on Twitter at Quartle. And with that, we will just ask you, as always, to get the court out. out.